0: You just gotta keep living, man.
1: L-I-V-I-N.
0: Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's
1: time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your
0: world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta
1: friends. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Rock Your Life podcast. I am Chasta and I'm thrilled to have a very funny and amazing guest on today. She is my dear friend, Sandy Stack. You may recognize her name because she is an on-air personality here in the Bay Area. She does Mornings on Star 101.3 in San Francisco with Marcus. It's the Marcus and Sandy show. And she's also a stand-up comedian and she's a traveler like I am. She's also really into personal growth And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a big chance that you might be as well. So we're going to have a lot to bond over. I've known Sandy for over a decade. We'll get into how I met her and why I love her so much. So I can promise you will love Sandy. She's hilarious. She's just right in your face in the best kind of way. She doesn't hold back. She's genuine. She's just... All the things, and I love her so dearly. So I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's just get into it. Welcome, everyone, my dear friend Sandy Stack to the Rock Your Life podcast. I am flipping out to have you on. You know, I told you this before I hit record. This is my excuse to just hang out with you. So
0: welcome to the podcast. I mean, we're gonna like talk, but we're really just hanging out. But that's what it's all about.
1: It's the truth. That's what this podcast is all about. You know, I mean, truth be told it's two things. It's an excuse to talk to the people who inspire me. So, I mean, it's, it's completely selfish that I do this podcast, but it's mine. So it doesn't matter. Um, but number two, it's for people who have inspired me and Sandy, you know, you have inspired me for like a decade now. Do Do you remember you did an interview blog with me 10 years ago on my candy. Divas blog, you weren't even doing San Francisco radio yet. I don't think you were still like in the South Bay doing radio. And I had a blog at the time called Candy Divas. And I was amazed with you. Then my a producer was Char, um, Charlene Godo. And, you, and I was like, this girl's amazing. She's hilarious. I love her. And yeah, you did, you like answered questions on our blog. And this was, you know, again, uh, is that where we ago.
0: first connected? Because I can't even remember. I'm like, do I, what it was. I have like dementia and I'm only 40? Like what is going on with me? My memory's so bad.
1: No, that <laughs> mine is too. Oddly enough, I yeah I blame it on mom brain, but I don't know that that's really what it is. Um, you but should. No, that's, you blame everything. On yeah, <laughs> you blame everything on the kid. Um No, that's where we first connected. And, and I've just kept up with you and your adventures all this time, but what has always amazed me, first of all, we're both radio girls. I should say, everybody knows you from start one, one, three, you do mornings there. Uh, So we're both not only radio girls, but we're morning girls. Um, and it's just, you know, we have a lot in common in that way. We speak a language that not everyone speaks. So, you know, we connect really quick on that, but also you and I have a, a huge love, for personal growth. We are those girls that read the self-help books, that listen to the podcasts, that go to the conferences.
0: <laughs> Do you know how, <laughs> when I find out someone's into that stuff, especially you, like I, it, I just feel closer to you that way. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she cares about personal development. Like it's so important to me. It's part of being a human being and wanting to be your best self
1: growing, just like evolving, like not getting stuck in that. speaking of like a language that is a whole world. And I am in personal development every single day. I'm in my gratitude journal. I'm listening to a podcast. I wake up with like really cheesy ass motivational speeches that I listen to when I put my makeup on every morning. Like I am fully in it. And I give that so much credit to me being, you know, a better person, like trying at least to be a better person all the time. So I know that you're um, a sucker for that. I've seen that you've gone to Tony Robbins conference even, right?
0: I have. I went to several. In fact, I did one in Fiji. I did one in Palm Springs. I've seen him UPW like three or four times. So also just because this reminded me, um, you know how like, personal development, there's a lot of different things, meditation, there's gratitude. There's just, there's conferences, there's everything. So I went to this thing in Sedona about two months ago. It was a women's retreat Yeah. and it was pretty intense. Like both days were 12 hour days. We would do breath work and there was a lot of crying and there's, it was just intense. And I arrived tired and bitchy. So I didn't even want to be there, (laughs) which makes me sad because it's Sedona and it's surrounded by like amazing females, but I just didn't have the energy. But at the end of day one, I remember she's like, ladies, because we just we just did this two hour breathwork ceremony. It was really intense, shamanic drums and music and processing. And then she's like, ladies, what you should probably do tonight is go and and sit and write out what comes to you, write your thoughts. And I was so tired and angry that what did I do? I drank wine. I took a bath. uh, I ate fudge. And I looked at some adult websites and then I went to bed.
1: <laughs> oh my God. But that is just as healing. That is just, you know what? That is self-care in a totally different way. And I'm Thank you.
0: It was so necessary. Sometimes I can't be perfect all the time. It's so hard to all the time try to do all the things. I'm tired.
1: It is. Well, especially in personal growth, because it is so emotional and you're in your head and you're processing and you're thinking so hard and writing it all out. And sometimes you just need to be like, F all, I need a glass of wine. This totally. So I completely get that. And and that's funny that you say that, Sandy, because I think sometimes people get the wrong impression of people like us. Like we're always hustling or we're always trying trying to figure it out or whatever. And it's like, so people start to have some preconceived notion of what your life looks like. And I'm like, <laughs> if you only knew, like, give me a break. Life is not perfect. Half the time. My house is an absolute dumpster fire from toys for my child. Like, no, life is not beautiful. And you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time by any means.
0: Well, you know what I used to struggle with too? Cause I'm, I'm a comic. I used to struggle with like, I'm a comic and I'm sarcastic. And I like to eat crappy foods a lot and I have a terrible (laughs) mouth, but I also am all these other things that include spirituality and depth and personal development. So it's like, I struggled with which one am I? Do I have to pick a side? And now thank God, I'm finally at the point where they're both at peace, where I, I love all of them. That's all part of me. We all have layers. We are allowed to have, have depth and it makes us who we are. So I'm just glad to not be struggling, but for a long time, I felt like I had to choose.
1: Oh God bless Sandy. I have complete chill bumps all over me that you just absolutely nailed what it is to be a woman that is growing and understanding who she is because I used to be the same way. We've both been in radio for so long and we, you know, I think you and I, especially I'm going to pat us on both on the back here because I believe this to be a thousand percent true. You and I are very genuine on the air. Like we are exactly who we are off the air. Like if I, if I meet you at a bar, I'm getting the same Sandy that I hear on the air. Yes. You know what I mean?
0: I'll just be swearing more in person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Double down on that. Exactly. But, you know, and I think there's so much value in that, but like, you do have a role that you play, especially if we are on a show, a show, like, you know, we're both on morning shows. You do have a certain role you play. There's balance, there's back and forth, there's all these things. And so sometimes you do become a little bit one dimensional if you're always playing the same role and people forget that you are an awesome blossom. You are, you know, all of these layers to peel back from. And that's actually part of why I did this podcast because people really only knew the musical version of me because I do, you know, the bone and I do radio and I do Soundwaves TV, which is all about music too. And so I felt sort of like, but there's so much more I want to talk about. And personal growth is a big part of that.
0: Good for you. And it takes doing things like this, you know, to yeah. show, because here's the problem, you know, people, It's easier if we're in a box, it's just easier for them. And especially being in radio, they want us to, for simplicity of our listeners. And I understand this. They just want us to like, what's your role? What's your role on the show? Who are you? Are you the married girl? Are you the single girl? Are you the funny one? Are you the whatever? And I get it, but I also loathe that kind of thought process because Mm -hmm. All of our layers are interesting as hell. We don't have to just be one or two. We can be five or six. We can share all different parts of our lives because everybody has layers, you know?
1: and and i have to imagine i mean i'm not a stand up and that is scary turf to me especially now but i have to imagine like in your stand up work that that's sort of where you get to work out a lot of this stuff like because you are very self deprecating and one of the things i love the most about you you know you're you're so putting it all on the line all the time and it's amazing to me but like Being a stand up, I do want to dive into this because it kind of stresses me out to think about doing what you do because it's like it's so vulnerable. It's so real. When we're on the radio, at least we're, you know, in a box on a microphone, we're not looking at people. You know, it's a different room with people who are drinking and you're telling jokes and they're like, Be funny and all that crap. Like when did you start and how did you decide to do that? And do you still like crap your pants when you go on stage? Like walk me through this cuz it's Yes. Crazy. And yes.
0: Um Yeah. It's so weird. So when I was 18 or 19, I was going to a loney college in Fremont uh-huh. and um my mom, I told my mom I wanted to do stand up and I don't know why or where that came from, but I just wanted to tell jokes. And she saw there was a place in Palo Alto called the Rose and Crown. It was a little British pub or Irish pub um, off Emerson street. She's like Sandra. She cut out. It's how so cute. My mom is, she cut it out a little piece of paper. She goes, here's there's, they're doing an open mic on Monday nights. Why don't you try? And I was like, okay, I took it as a sign. So (laughs) I, one night I couldn't go to bed. I couldn't sleep. And all these ideas were coming to me and I didn't know what they meant, but I wrote them down. And that turned out to be my first five minutes of whatever the hell I was doing back then, which was terrible, terrible stuff. (laughs) I mean, it's like you you listen to your old radio stuff. You're like, oh, oh my, my God. First it's
1: a- How did I even get hired? I know.
0: How I do know. we have jobs? Thank <laughs> God we've grown and people have been forgiving. But oh, my God. Back then, like terrible for comedy. Me. Same thing. Terrible. But you just you just start um, yeah. my first. I'll never forget my first. set was five minutes and I killed it. And I was like, that was the drug. I'm like, this is it. This is it. I found it. I found it. I felt like a superstar. And then you ride that high for a little bit. And then it started to kick in the reality of, oh, not every set is going to be fun. And sometimes yeah. they're quiet and sometimes you don't get the laughs. And so, so it's just like, and it's a growth thing where, where you're at in your life, because I'm, especially after COVID, I have totally, I don't want to say I've changed, but I have been so beaten down emotionally that I care less about what the audience thinks of my jokes. And Ooh. it's actually very liberating yeah. because- I I don't care anymore. I've gone through so much pain. That last year sucked so bad Mm -hmm. that bring it, bring it. I don't (laughs) care. I don't care. I even said I was in Alameda a couple, three or four weeks ago for my first shows in person since like last year. And I remember telling them on stage, I said, you guys, I just want to let you know, I'm kind of dead inside and I don't care if you laugh. I don't (laughs) care. And, um, and it felt good to say, but it was also true. And I true. know it's yeah. kind of it's like, like sad anyway.
1: and funny at the same time. Yeah. You're but like, that,
0: oh. isn't that just life? It's the same way in relationships. It's the same way in your career. You get to a certain point where you're so tired of not being who you are, of trying to make people like you, of yes. following everything you're supposed to follow that you're like, I, it's more exhausting to live that existence yep. than it is to chance failing. I'd rather yeah. than, than don't laugh, but at least I'm at peace with myself on a daily basis or every well, other daily basis. Or yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not all I think time. that's super valid though. Like speaking of dark and light, you know, I live in that place in my head. I have expressed on this podcast before, um, which came to be a big surprise to a lot of people, even some people that love me a whole lot. And as I'm a dark person, like my brain is, is dark. I go to the dark side, like really quick. Like there's a scenario I'll play out the worst case. And when I say worst case, I don't mean like a car accident. I mean, like I see blood and guts on the side of the road. Like I'm horrifically dark in my head, but I'm also Cherry Chasta positive girl, which is naturally also, you go back to the layers is naturally also who I am. So it's like, I can't have the light without the darkness. I just, my brain doesn't work that way. Right. So it's, it, it, the funny and the sad can coexist. We can have these, these differing emotions at the exact same time. And I think people need to understand that. And maybe they are a little bit more coming out of COVID. Now. Well,
0: you and I both follow the holistic psychologist right yes. on Instagram yeah. who I yeah. love so much. Dr. Nicola is her name. And she made a post recently about that, about how like, it's okay to feel multiple things at the same time. We're complex. Yeah. I think we feel like we have to have the right answer, the right feeling, the right, there's no right, there's layers, there's difference, you know? So My, even my therapist a few times has been like, why do you always go to like the fatalistic worst case scenario? I'm like, I don't know, dude, it's just where my head goes. And maybe that's our brain trying to like protect us from what could possibly happen. I don't know, but it's, it's not trying to quiet that voice. I think that's what it is. It's being okay with it. Yes. It lives in us but also some other good stuff lives in us too. Exactly. And let's marry the two.
1: My dear friend, Hillary, who was on here, she said it the best. She's when we were talking this whole dark and light thing out, she said, shine the light in the corner, you know, <laughs> and then you find out it's not a monster. It's a mouse. And now you see what it is, what it is. And then you deal with it, whatever it is, whatever darkness is there, yeah. you deal with it first. And when she said that it just opened up this like really beautiful thing for me. Cause I was like, yeah. It's not weird that I'm dark. It's just like, I acknowledge it. I go, well, this is just the way I I see it. And I actually see it just like you do Sandy. Like, I feel like that is a way of processing, you know, because I lost my dad. It became much worse after I lost my dad because mm. I was on the phone with my dad. And then a few hours later he just dropped dead. Oh my and God. Yeah. So it was just like, like what, you know, I mean, it was just so shocking to me. So I think now it's like my brain goes as far as it can go down the horrific road so that no matter what really could happen is not going to be that bad. Right. Oh, so like, I totally understand I think that. It's a coping mechanism.
0: Yes. I really
1: do. And it's like, so now instead of just like being so afraid of like my brain and how weird it is and it goes like to these dark places, I go, okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm protecting my heart. I'm like making sure I'm okay. And then we're going to step back from the horror film and we're going to calm the F down and <laughs> we're going to mm. be normal. So I like acknowledge it. And sometimes I'm so crazy. I'll say it out loud. My husband knows this well. He knows Good. He pull me back from, well, this, you know, but- when
0: you say it out loud, it doesn't live in you anymore. It's just part of, it's just, you get it out. It's, it's all energy putting that
1: light on it. Right? It's part of yes. shining the light on the mouse in the corner. It's crazy. Uh, getting back from my dark brain, going back to stand up. <laughs> so, because this is why I get stressed out is because the day we live in right now, this is what I've been really wanting to talk to you about 2021, which is cancel culture. Mm. How in the world can you be a stand up comedian in cancel culture right now? Because I feel like I would be terrified. I mean, I'm sometimes terrified on the air to say, Me that, too. Right? Me too. Because you just never Especially know. Especially what- in the Bay. Oh, well, very valid point. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, our listeners are a little bit wild. Like your listeners aren't as crazy as we are. We're boneheads. Like a lot goes on our show and a lot goes with our listeners. Um, but on a, on a show where you had a different demographic, different set of listeners, I feel like it would be even scarier.
0: How do you do it? Yes. I don't know, dude, because I worry about the same thing. To be honest with you, I hate cancel culture. I think it's awful. I think it's bullying. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can learn anything from it. There's so much that's my point. Yes. How does it solve? How does it solve anything? You just want people to go away. That's that's abuse in my eyes. If you really want people to learn and grow and evolve and change, help them through this. Help them ask questions, shine the light on them, shine the light on their darkness, because clearly they have some darkness. Some people aren't aware of their tendencies that that make them have the mindsets they do. You know, my parents are in their late 70s and you know, my dad once in a while will say something like, dad, no, that sounds racist the way you say it. And he doesn't, yeah. he's not he doesn't racist, mean it, right. but he grew up hearing certain things and it's just from his generation. So it doesn't make him a bad person, but right. we're so quick. In fact, this is years ago. I was on stage at the punchline and I was doing, um, I was talking about one time when I was in Chinatown and I was trying on dresses and I didn't fit the dresses and I love the dresses because they're silk and the patterns right. are beautiful. And the woman who was helping me in the store, I did her voice and people uh-huh. couldn't deal. Well, not that they couldn't deal. One woman walked out because she heard me doing the dialect and thought I was being racist. And I, I just don't understand how everyone is so sensitive. Like you're not even listening to the joke because the joke was about me. Right. I'm you're good. the punchline. Right. I'm the punchline. And right. I actually am really good at dialects. I'm yeah. good at it. So that's what frustrates me is like these little things that could make my act come alive. Sometimes I'm afraid to do because people hear it and just think, oh, racist. racist, racist, Right. Yeah. So cancel culture scares the crap out of me. It really does. And I'm not a controversial comic, but I feel like as I grow as a person, I don't ever think I'll be controversial, but I do think I'm going to be more comfortable with saying what I truly feel as I grow. And I become more comfortable with my own self and that's going to piss people off. And I have to find a way internally to make peace with it. You know, like the other day was, Oh, when I went to that Sedona retreat, Um, it was in March, it was the end of this March and it was a group of about 14 girls. And the person in charge said, does anyone here, you know, if you want to wear a mask inside, you're welcome to, you know, whatever your comfort level is, I respect it. And none of us chose to wear a mask. We wanted to be, we wanted to be with each other. Mm -hmm. And I posted pictures of us standing next to each other without masks and Mm -hmm. about three or four listeners we're not happy with that. And they let me know and they wrote it. And then I lost a couple followers and I'm okay with that because I, I'm so tired of not living my own truth anymore. I'm so tired of being scared to post and scared to offend. And so it's starting to wear on me more to not be authentic to who I am. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. losing people is part of it. Let's lose the ones that don't resonate with us and gain the ones that do. It's Mm -hmm. so much easier to not fight. You've heard of Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she always says instead, you know, she always talks about energy. And if you're in a rowboat, you know, it's like you're, you're paddling down the river. That's easy. You're paddling instead of going upstream against the current, let's not work against the current. Let's not try to get people who just don't resonate with us. We're not supposed to resonate with everyone. We're supposed to just speak what our heart feels and those who get it or who feel the same will come to us. I wish it were that easy, but I'm trying know. to you know, you no, know, remember it myself.
1: It's, it's the truth. No, it is the truth. And I think social media has a lot to do with this because like, for instance, in your Arizona trip, people think they know every element of, of whatever that scenario was, right? So they don't have any idea whether or not you've been vaccinated. They have no idea whether everybody else has been vaccinated. They have no idea if you tested before, first of all, none of their business, they're not there. It doesn't affect them. So we'll just put that to the side, (laughs) but, but people, I mean, but people don't know the whole story. They are only seeing one tiny slice of the pie and then making giant assumptions about the rest of it. And I think that is super dangerous to do. And I do too. Constantly on social
0: Oh, and I remember you had a, there was a post you did. This was last year. And, and I felt your frustration because I lived with it every day last year of, oh, heaven forbid. I take one picture with anyone standing near them without a mask, you know, like I so
1: infuriating and because going back to that, that everybody thought they knew that the story we had, that was the only time in 2020, except for Christmas Eve for one hour on a freezing cold patio that we saw our best friends. And what was so infuriating about that is that we were being uber careful, extra, extra careful. Cause my best friend's mother was going through cancer treatment. We couldn't F around. We couldn't even be like, I mean, we didn't touch. We didn't hug. nothing. When I took that selfie, this is what I didn't, no one knew. And I didn't think I needed to explain, Explain, right. But we were like probably 10 feet apart. Cause I was in front and they were mm-hmm. down at the end of my driveway.
0: How many we people took, were in the photo?
1: Uh, it was Gianna Pete. So for their family of four and our family of three, our family yeah. of three was up here. When I took it perspective wise, it looked like they were much closer than they were. And we all had masks on all day. We literally went like this. I for the photo. photo. Still far away, okay? <laughs> right. Only time we saw them and that was it. And people lost their minds. And I thought, how ridiculous that people, these people are supposed to know, love and trust me and they don't because they're assuming they know every part of the scenario. And it's so infuriating to me and it happens constantly on social media. And yes, that's where all of this huge division comes from.
0: Oh, and it's, it's that, look, I understand. I wish people were more aware of their own emotions yeah. because do not put your fears on me.
1: Yeah, This is your stuff. Yeah. That's what
0: I felt a lot of last year, a lot of, and I wasn't out breaking rules. Like I didn't go out in concerts (laughs) or gatherings. Like for Christ's sakes, I saw my parents on Thanksgiving and got it from my parents, which people still didn't believe. I'm like, I'm sorry. Would you like to talk to my father who had a cough when I saw him? But he said it was a cold and I believed him because he's my dad and I've heard (laughs) him have a cold before. So it's just so frustrating because it's like, we are only in charge of ourselves and our emotions. I can't, you know, I have a few friends who are still terrified and that's okay. Everybody can be where they need to be, but just don't, don't get mad at people who are in a different space. Yeah. You know, don't make them the bad guy because they're making different decisions as you. I'm like last year I wore the mask and poly- do I want to No. And it's also okay to say, I don't like wearing masks doesn't make me an anti-masker. I just don't like it. I like breathing the air. I like taking, I don't like wearing the mask because I can't breathe in it, especially if I'm out on a walk or a hike.
1: It sucks.
0: Now, do I follow directions? Yes. Thank God there was, you know, the restrictions are lifting now, but I hated it.
1: Yeah. I just, the episode before this was all about coming into whatever's next. So transitioning to what's next. Right. And so I was talking about that, like giving people grace, like I, you know, ma- trying to meet people where they are. Like I go out and run every day and I, I put a mask on, not on, but on. And in, in case I see people who have masks on, because that tells me, if I see somebody with a mask on outdoors, it tells me, They might not be vaccinated. Maybe their autoimmune system or they have some sort of situation that they're dealing with. They have to be super careful. So then I will pull it up as like a non to them. Like I care, you care about your health. I care about it too. I want to put it up. And what does it hurt me for, you know, 30 seconds for two seconds to respect their health. And then I pull back down. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but the whole point of this is to give each other grace. Everyone is in a different scenario. Everyone is trying to deal with this in their own way. This is all of our first worldwide pandemic. None of us know what we're doing. So let's just give each other a little bit of space to, to be how we are. But it just feels like with COVID especially, and with, you know, comedy, it feels like people are just ready to pounce. It's like, do, do you ever feel like people are sitting in the audience waiting on you to F up? Like they're waiting on you to say something wrong, like, so they can just pounce. Mm. I feel like sometimes people are just on social,
0: like, who am oh, I going to pounce? Absolutely. You know what I mean? I hate Total that feeling. Well, I just did some shows in Vegas at the Laugh Factory and- it was the opposite of what I thought. I was scared for those shows just because I haven't first time performing there and I'd wanted to perform there for years and it took me forever to get in. And last Good year I was you. supposed to have my first week pandemic hit. So then it took, you know, I had to wait another year, but um, all the audience members had to wear masks. So mm-hmm. it's like, they couldn't really go crazy. I think people are just, Wanting at least the audiences I've dealt with. They're just so happy to be back inside and drinking yeah. and being at a show. <laughs> totally. That's the vibe I got. But I also yeah. feel like, yes, there is this under, uh, what is it called? Underneath like rage of just. Uh-huh. People yeah, needing to get some stuff out. Yeah, um, yeah. Yelling at a comic, not the way to do it. Not the way to do <laughs> exactly, it. Yeah. Go for a run. Take a boxing class. There are ways to process. <laughs> but yeah, That's but we so we had a couple people yell out, but not angry at us. They were just drunk and having okay. fun, so I was fine with that. We had a show yeah. that started at midnight, by the way, and I remember telling oh yeah, we had ten shows in four days, and on Friday and Saturday it was eight thirty. 10 30 and midnight. So three oh. shows a night. Oh, and I told the I told the midnight show. I'm like, you guys, I don't even know if I'm gonna be awake for this show. So <laughs> if I fall asleep during my set, I'm sorry. Like, yeah,
1: no pressure on either side. It's fine. Cause you
0: and I both get up super early. Like I stayed up in Vegas until like seven in the morning uh the first I, night.
1: Oh, did you do drugs? I don't understand that nope. there's no way. Nope.
0: I did drugs and they're called slot machines. I love <laughs> slot machines. Girl, I know you do. That's like em. your
1: goal in life to win. Like the, what is it? It's on your website. I saw aggressive like-
0: <laughs> or penny slot, anything. I just, girl, I had $200 that I was like, I'm just gonna, and I was so tired. Cause it was on air that morning. I drove four hours from Palm Springs to Vegas. I had two shows that night. And then at one in the morning, when everything wrapped up, I was like, okay, I probably should go to bed, but like now I can actually relax. I had the next day off the air. Yeah. It's going to sit at a slot machine I had $200. I was like, if I lose it, I lose it. It's fine. I brought it for gambling. I turned it into 40 or (gasps) 4,200 go. Oh my God. That's
1: incredible. So I
0: was on a, now did I give some of that back to the casino? Yes. Not all of it, but some of it, but I still had so much fun. Like it was a high. That's why I stayed up till seven 30 in the morning.
1: That's amazing. Speaking of knowing yourself better, hey, you know what makes you happy, that's all that matters. I do, I
0: do. I love
1: I love seeing your travels. Like you go speaking of Vegas, you go to the desert a lot. That seems to be like where your heart sings. That was one of the things that stuck out to me a long time ago was that not just that you travel, but that you travel solo. And I, you know, there are a lot of people that won't even go to like a movie by themselves or go eat, and yet you'll go on like full-blown vacations multiple times a year by yourself. I think that's super duper rad. I would love to go to the desert and just chill the heck out for, you know, five days or whatever. How did that start for you? When did you start doing that?
0: Only child. So I think that's part of it. Um,
1: Definitely.
0: And I also think you and I are very like, we could be friends and meet people wherever we go. Yeah. I also like to talk to people so Mm -hmm. where I never feel alone. I like the time when I get back to my hotel or wherever to decompress and be on my phone and watch crappy TV, but I like being out and exploring during the day and meeting people on their journey and finding out where are you from and are, you know, like, it's so cool to meet in these beautiful places and, and just explore together, even if you're not like with them or people. So, yeah, I don't know. I've all, it's all I've ever known. And also I used to get so pissed off at my friends because they would flake. And I just said, screw it. Then I'm going to go on my own. And I really love it. I love it.
1: You like the solo travel. Why the desert?
0: Don't know. Always been. My aunt lives in Chandler, Arizona, and oh, when I was, I think twelve or thirteen, we visited her, and that was the first time. And then that was when Bon Jovi's Crossroads album came out, and the front <laughs> of that album was them in the desert. And I don't know if it was like a, t- I don't know, but it's all that tied together, I'm obsessed. <laughs>
1: we thank Bon Jovi for the solo <laughs> desert trip. I love that. That makes my heart totally,
0: totally. I'm like blaze of glory all the way. Like <laughs> it just, it's uh, it's what I love. It's what I love. So yeah, but you know how like, there's certain landscapes that just You feel at peace. Oh yeah. What do you think yours are?
1: I'm definitely a mountain girl. Like when I get, um, I wear this, I don't know if you can see that ring, but it's a mountain ring.
0: Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah.
1: And I'm not like a skier or snowboarder. It's not that kind of mountains. Like I just need to be in trees around birds and quiet. Like if I'm in a forest where I can't hear anything, but nature, I'm probably happiest. Like, I oh, just, that's awesome. Must be my country girl or something. I don't know. Like, but my husband's family has a cabin up North of Tahoe in a little tiny town called gray Eagle. And when we get close to it, it's, It's like, I literally feel my blood pressure go.
0: That's exactly how I feel.
1: Right. And it just overwhelming peace and calm. And like, I, I don't have all the craziness that I deal with every day. It's just, it's, it's there. My husband is always like, I don't know if I could live there all the time. He knows I could, I could be like in a Kaczynski cabin by myself for a long time. My husband couldn't, he'd get Island fever real fast. Really? I love
0: it. I I could, as long as there's Wi (laughs) Fi. Yeah.
1: I got to have my amenities. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, that's the, hey, you got to have what you got to have. But I mean, I could definitely be, I could do that. I could move to an Island and like, and it's kind of part of the joke. If I ever win the lotto, I could like disappear to an Island and never see anybody again. It's not because I don't love people. I just, I do like being alone. That's why your solo trips. And when I say alone, I mean, both alone and with my closest peeps, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I definitely thrive in that way. That's why during COVID, it hasn't been absolutely Critical on me personally because I do like my whole I'm a cancer. I like to be in my little cave with my little people. And so it hasn't been as hard on me as it has been on some other people. Well,
0: also in in our jobs, and a lot of people, I don't, you know, it's easy to like when we watch TV, we consume it. We wanna we wanna be entertained. It's the same thing with radio. We are entertainers, but I don't think what people understand is you're never not on the clock, you're never not thinking about. The next day, the next bit, what are people talking about? What's in the news? What's trending? Preach. What national holiday can we find a picture to put on <laughs> social? So our brains are always on. And that is why I need to get alone and be in Joshua tree sometimes. Cause I don't want to think I need to come from up here, down here for a second. So I can feel my heart back into my body. Cause it's like it. I can't. I, it gives me so much stress to always be on. You are the you blonde version of me.
1: You are literally my twin separated at birth. I shit you not like it blows my mind. Cause that's exactly, that is exactly it. And I I think people, I know people, because people say this to me all the time. I'm sure they did to you. Oh, I could do radio. Like I can, that's so easy. Like you just go in and open a mic and just like talk and people have no idea that. Yeah. We're not digging ditches and we're not curing cancer, but it is, it is an all-consuming job and when you're not consumed with life and paying attention to every detail to try to get a funny story for the air or whatever then you feel like you're constantly behind it's like a constant forced FOMO like I feel like I'm not kept I'm not keeping up
0: oh I'll go know? to bed if I go to bed early which is on time but if I go to bed yeah. like at 8 30 yeah M- Marcus my co-host in the morning and Jason will sometimes be talking about something that happened overnight and I'm like I'm sorry I was asleep yes. I'm sorry-, sorry I didn't get it I was sleeping. You always feel behind no matter what. It's It's so
1: true. It is exhausting. And so maybe that's where the desert slash forest thing for us really comes in. It's just like, okay, literally light switch, boom, turn it off. The noise is gone. and I Yes, it's the
0: noise. That is a great word for it is the noise. Yeah. And, and what people don't know is when we're on air, that's the easy part. It's yeah. all the stuff getting ready to be on air and off air planning for the next day and interviews and editing and commercials and pro- like, there's a lot of stuff.
1: It's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. I just love, I can geek out with you for hours on it because I just, uh, I love that we do speak that language and completely know what each other's day really looks like. It's like I all of the things that line up. It's so true. Do you feel like, When your, your personal growth side of you and your solo travel side of you, do they really hold hands in your life? Is that why both of those exist? Do you think?
0: I think so. I mean, I, I suppose if I had what I do know now that I've worked so hard on myself is if, and when I find my partner who I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be with, or the next person I will date seriously, I need someone who gives a shit about their own personal growth, who has done some of the work on himself, who has who has acknowledged his dark side, who is authentic, who has integrity because I've worked on that for myself. You know, I it's, that's the hardest part is you, you, as you grow and change, you realize your standards grow and change. It's a good thing. Yeah. But finding those good eggs, you know, like I, I don't know where I'll meet him. I'm, I know I will. And I know I'm deserving. And that's the difference. Yes. I, it's taken me a long time, but I am very happy to be in the place where I'm like, I am deserving of a good, loving man who adores me, but also someone who, who values himself, yes. himself enough to tell the truth, to be authentic, to do the work. We're all working. The work's never going to end. So yeah. as long as we're alive, the work is never going to end. But I, I want someone who, who understands that and is okay yeah. with it, you know?
1: I love to, to look at you and not only hear you say that, but see that you believe that. You I do. That. Yes. I can see that you believe it, it has come into my, my it's, well. it's in
0: my heart. It's in my body now. And that's really new yeah. for me within the last year. And I honestly think it was meeting my darkest side for COVID just feeling yeah. so shamed and exposed and angry and, and, um, isolated and depressed. And I just can't go through that anymore. And somewhere in the middle of coming out of that and working on myself and feeling better, I realized, holy crap, like I deserve way better than what I put myself through, what I've been through and what I expect for myself. So Mm -hmm. life changes when you start to value who you are. It really does.
1: You know, I wish I could tell you that I remember who said this because I think it really works here, but I don't. So I'm just <laughs> going to steal it from her. Um, but people, people will do to you what you tolerate. They will yes. continue to treat you the way that you tolerate and, and, and you allow. And I learned that the hard way, you know, I was for the longest time I was, I mean, I guess you could say kind of a welcome mat. I was like sweet little timid, like, okay, I guess say yes to everything. And like, didn't want to upset anybody. Didn't want to be, you know, um, uh, confrontational, any of that. Like I was just yeah. really like, I was just the sweet little flower. And the older I get, the more I'm like, no, what, you know? And then I see where people take advantage of that. And I I've been able to, in that personal growth space, really understand where that comes from the people pleaser, you know, part of me and how to fix it and and just be more confident in who I am, what I want and where my boundaries are. And that's, well, it's crucial.
0: And also shout out to the men in our lives who are mature enough who've done the work, who, who can sit with us through that, through all of that, because it, like, it takes a good person, a good man to, and look, there's people listening who are in gay relations. It doesn't matter your partner, whoever your partner is, but because part of me wants to rip on guys right now because there's a lot of emotionally immature men and a lot of them are in our industry. Um, (laughs) but but I feel like when, if we want to express something that's deeper than just funny, it's like, Oh, 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 what is she doing? And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get this little doormat side of you that just shuts up because it's easier. I'll shut up because it's easier. I'll shut up because I'm funny. I'll shut up because this, and it's, It's like, you have to, we have to be brave enough to, to go there, but thank you to the people, the partners, the men who encourage us to explore that side of ourselves, who, who give us that safe space to express that it's, it, it helps us.
1: Yeah. My husband is a half and half of that because. Really, 50. No, that's not true. 75% of the time, he's completely here for whatever BS I have to spew at him. Personal growth. Like, he's not a guy that lives in Breeze podcast of personal growth. Like, that's just not who he is. Right. He's very open to it. Jay is very spiritual. He's very about like next level stuff. I love that about him. But he also is that guy that when I open my mouth and I say something like, okay, so I'm just here to say, and he's like, oh God, here we go. Like,
0: you know, right. (laughs) Well, you know, what's <laughs> funny. I follow a lot of spiritual guys online and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so funny. Or this is so beautiful. Like I'm so yeah. touched. But then like what I gravitate to is the funnier kind of almost dark dude sometimes. Like it's because that's who I am too. We right, can it have it all back of to it. That
1: yes, it. can See, we've come full circle now. It comes back to that balance, right? Like I so appreciate that Jay will completely go there with me. Like he and I we go deep. Sometimes my favorite thing is sometimes like on a Friday night when we're extra tired, we just don't have anything else to give. We don't want to watch TV or anything. we just want to just sit and drink. and yeah. eat. So we get burritos, we get beer and we crawl in bed. We eat burritos and have beer in bed. And we listen to playlists And we talk about like our songs and our childhood and like why this song is, you know, important to us. And, oh, this song was with my ex or whatever. And I love so much that he will go that deep with me, you know, by the and way, he-
0: your next podcast could be called Burritos in Bed. I'm just saying it sounds <laughs> oh, we, did that.
1: we did that for, uh, was it Valentine's Day? I think it was Valentine's Day, if I remember right. Or maybe your anniversary, I can't remember. But we did that. We got drunk in bed and just sat there and chatted. <laughs>
0: God bless you. See, that's what it's all about.
1: Right. I mean, so, you know, he will go there with me, but sometimes I think his heart is just like, I was thinking the other day, Sandy and I bet you're the same way. I need a disclaimer. Like I should come as a friend with a disclaimer because I like, if I fall into something like a podcast or a personal growth, I will text it. I'll be like, you need to stop your life and you need to listen to this right now. So that's what I come at my husband. That's the kind of energy
0: I come. No, at I do this. Actually, that's so funny. So I don't have a guy in my life, but poor Marcus on our morning show. Cause we're together eight hours a day. So it's like, right. if I see something that excites me, I like want to share it right then and there. And if they're not <laughs> excited about it, like today I tweeted something. I said to Marcus, I said, does this make sense? And it was a joke about the yellow tear and he didn't get it. And I was oh my really God, I angry. laughed
1: out loud when I, you tweeted that. I thought it was so funny. I literally, <laughs> I laugh out loud at your tweet, your tweets all the time. I almost said a really bad word there at your tweets. all the time. <laughs> Um, but like, no, that was a great joke. I no, that was it. a good
0: one. But the one before that, that I didn't post didn't oh. make much sense. Okay, so he, yeah. and he picked up on it and then I was pissed off that he didn't pick up on it. And I was like, this is so what I would do if I was in a relationship, I get mad at my <laughs> husband for not, Liking my joke, even though my joke wasn't actually that good. So (laughs) that's not your
1: fault that it's not that good. It's his fault for not having a sense of humor. Obviously, thank you.
0: It's always his fault.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My God, Sandy, I could do this all day with you. I just love you so much, and you're such an inspiration. You really are. I know that sounds super cheesy, and maybe it just sounds like I'm saying it in passing. But the truth is, like I see some of the stuff you put on social, and like on Instagram, I'll scroll through, and you will just pour your heart out to, you know, your, your listeners and, you know, your people on Instagram. And it is amazing because like not just anybody is brave enough to just put their rawest, purest self out into the world. And the fact that you do that, uh, it's so beautiful. It really is. Thank and it inspires me. you.
0: It feels good to do. Sometimes yeah. I get nervous and sometimes I don't, but when I yeah. do, I always feel like my soul just took a breath of air. Like I rebooted and yes. it's nice to see how many people can resonate. Like the more vulnerable you are, or you allow yourself to be, it, it's surprising how many people have been waiting to hear something like that. Cause they need it too. They just don't have the strength to do it on their own.
1: Amen. I have chills again. That's why this podcast exists. You know, if anybody ever asked me why I, I have succeeded, their words, not mine, why I have c- ex- succeeded in radio. It's always that I've done that. You know, I've, I've opened the curtain and let them seem behind, you know, I've, I've like told all of my drama, um, and not in like a headline kind of way, just as like, you guys, I'm going through a divorce. Like, what the hell? I told my whole divorce story on the air. I told my whole dad's death story. I went through that process with my listeners. Good for you, but that's
0: the truth. That's
1: your truth. And that, and that is, we all go through that. We all have these similar stories, not the exact same versions, but we all go through death and divorce and, you know, or not all of us, but, you know, f- financial troubles, We all real have real life our own bag of crap that we're dealing mm. with. And it feels it makes people feel less alone in the world when they hear somebody like you speak up about whatever it is you're going through, you know, so yes. being real with people, it, it really goes a long way, you know, especially and after even, this last even, year. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. Because everybody, people who had really, really great lives and were like, what does everybody talk about these dramas? And then we all hit COVID and we were like, whoa, like it changed every, everything at every the exact same time. Yep. So people now hopefully can find a place to relate to each other. I hope these huge gaps between us can become smaller. Me I'm not too. i sure social media helps with that, but I just appreciate you, Sandy. I really do. I appreciate your heart. You're one of those few people in life where you see you, but you see straight to your heart. And I so love that about you. So thank that is you. one
0: of the best. Thank you. That is the nicest compliment I could ever receive. Thank it's you. The, Cause that's uh, something I strive for is. I just want to share my heart. You so do. Thank you.
1: you're super authentic. So I want to make sure that everybody knows where to follow you. So where do you want to point people online? Where do you hang out
0: most? Uh, mostly Instagram, Facebook once in a while, but uh, I'm kind of over it. So um, at Sandy Steck, S-A-N-D-Y-S-T-E-C. I'm on all the things, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And you also have a website where if people want to check out all of your stuff, sandysteck.com, right? Yep. Awesome. Okay. Love. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. And we will have to do this again soon. And if you're willing to come back.
0: I'm coming to visit you in Pacifica.
1: Yes, let's do this. We can do a beach version of this. We can get wine on the beach because I live half mile from the beach. We can get wine on the beach and we'll bring our recorder and mics.
0: It's already done. And burritos.
1: Yes, and burritos. (laughs) Burritos. All right, babe. We'll talk soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, friends. Miss Sandy Steck. My God, I love her. She makes me cackle like nobody's business. Hilarious. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. As she mentioned, you can go to her website to get all of her links and all of her info as well. SandySteck.com. All right, you guys. So if you want to connect with me, you know it by now, probably. But if not, if you're new to the program, let me let you know. I hang out most on Instagram as well. At Lynn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. If you want to connect with me personally, send me an email. Chasta on air at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast, feel free to share it. I would love that. You know, people say that all the time. Hit subscribe, share, you know, rate and review all the things. All those apply. I would love it if you would do those. I don't like to hit it every time because it just gets redundant. But you know, it is appreciated if you share it with people you love, maybe take a screenshot of your favorite episode, put it up on social somewhere. Make sure you tag me though, because I want to see that you did that because I want to love on you for sharing the good word about our little tribe we are building here at Rock Your Life. All right, you guys, I will talk with you next week. Until then, you know what I'm gonna say, say it with me now. Remember, rock your life.